What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Thomas, founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, or listen the good old-fashioned way by tuning to 91.9 on the FM dial from Louisville Public Media. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition. Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Big hello to all the subscribers. Thanks for checking us out. If you get a chance and you haven't given the series a rating or uh, you know left a review, said hi in the comment box, whatever, uh, take that moment right now. And if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. We put out new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists. Just type in Kyle Meredith with and subscribe away. 
I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, I'll be talking with uh, Jake Roche of the band Push Baby. Now, they'll probably sound like a brand new band to you, because they are. They're a brand new band this year. But dig into the history just a little bit, and you'll find a band called Rixton. That's where their story starts. Up until just about four years ago, they were on a big trajectory in the pop scene as Rixton. They had a hit, but they said, this doesn't feel right. Jake's going to take us through that moment, why they decide to put the band to bed, why they went away for a while, what those four years in between were like, and what re-emerging as the band Push Baby has meant. We'll hear how their writing style changed, the importance of uh, injecting art into pop, making it a little bit weird, and singing about big themes while he's doing it. There's a song on here called Thor that deals with toxic masculinity, and there's a song called The 1975, spelled out, but yes... It is sort of in tribute to the band The 1975, who Jake says he is a huge fan of. He's going to talk about that as well. Not only that the band has been an inspiration to them, but how the song itself is actually a true story about a girl that he was into confessing her love for uh, Matt Healy's band over Jake's. It's a fun story. It's a really fun interview. It's a really fun debut EP called Woe. It's Kyle Meredith with Push Baby. Hello, mate. How you doing? And enjoying what I've been hearing from you. Oh, thank you very much. You know, the EP Woe is out now, and, and what a great reintroduction, uh, I guess. And, and, and I guess that's part of the story, too. It, I feel like where we need to start is the part that you're trying to put behind you that everybody keeps bringing back up. <laughs> but, yeah, kind of get the story because, you know, there once was a band named Rixton, and they went away, and then there was a four-year patch there, and suddenly now there is a band called Push Baby. At what point in the past did you realize, when was it that you realized, this is done, I need to do something else? Uh, God, it's, that's, that's, yeah, really good question. Um, I think uh, a lot personally in my life was shifting. Um, I just felt a sudden, let's say, growth, if you will. I just felt, well, I felt totally out of love with music. In that four-year period, I didn't, I didn't consume any music. Everything I listened to on the radio, I hated. I, I was really kind of chewed up and spat out by the industry. And I had this kind of sense of bitterness. And every time I sat down to create, it, it just wasn't good enough. And, and But then I just, I don't know, I naturally just kind of shaked everything off. And we kind of just got in as a band and just got to the basics of why we fell in love with music and why we wanted to start a band in the first place. And it just felt like everything had shifted. This was, yeah, this was... This would have been about three, yeah, three years ago now. Everything had shifted, and then we just felt like we'd, we'd evolved, not only as, as artists, but just, just as people. And everyone around us knew, and, it, yeah, it just felt naturally to just kind of, do you know what, let's create something completely different that exists in a complete different universe to, to what we were. Um, and that's kind of how Push Baby was born, pardon the pun. <laughs> Well, it's always interesting because if you're an artist uh, who gets any kind of notoriety early on when you're young, to be held to that is always sort of a weird thing because we change so much from our teen years into our 20 years, from our 20 years into our 30 years. I mean, everything changes, and to be held to that, did it feel sort of like the uh, like a, the ball and chain, the shackles? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, I listen back to it now, and the funny thing is I will hopefully listen back to Woe in five years and kind of I guess it will I will just get these memories come flooding back of where I was at my life and and who was affecting the way I was working and the things I was creating about whereas we kind of look back at the Rixton stuff and it feels a lot more formulaic than that it was all very much 
well, it was kind of Benny Blanco and his team, and we were just kind of like the, the conduit, if you will, between them and Top 40 Radio, which was incredible, but it wasn't very... It, I don't look back and go, God, I remember where I was when I wrote that. It's more looking back and going, oh, I was in a studio with people that were writing this stuff. Whereas now, you know, it's very... We're writing about our life now and, and things that are happening now. So, yeah, there's definitely been a change, which is exciting. I was thinking about... Uh... Back when uh, I wasn't around for it, but Tyrannosaurus Rex became T-Rex. I mean, there is a, a bit of a history uh, of this happening in there, something to kind of look toward to. I don't know if you had any, I don't think inspiration is the right word, but but sort of historical notes to say, oh, this is sort of how you get to the next chapter. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, you kind of start learning that no one gets it right straight out of the gate. And all of it has kind of just been a learning process. I, I mean, even now, I mean, I've been, you know, we finished Woe, and whilst we're in Woe, we've started working on the album, and and it's just we're just learning so much at a rapid rate, and I feel like if I just solely focus on on the work, then yeah, it, it, that that's all that's about for me. But in terms of like evolution and change, well, uh, yeah, there's been so many, I guess, so many artists. I think the whole point is 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 changing, I guess, and and evolving. You know, I, I don't know how long Push Baby will be Push Baby for. I might wake up next week and go, right, we've changed it now, and it's it's all robots, and it's not us. <laughs> but I, and that's how I truly feel. I, I believe in the power of reinvention, and and the things that used to, you know, oh, be excited to change because people will think this. It's not. It's not that now. It's very much about what we think and what what we want to do. Um, and very much the power is in our hands. So yeah, we're just we're just we're just incredibly focused right now, and um, and we're just kind of loving where Push Baby's heading, if you will. I mean, it, it, it's also funny how much we just put on a name. Like that's you know that becomes obvi- the obvious talking point, but it's almost the afterthought about everything that you're saying right now. I mean, it's it's about the music. It's not so much about the name. I think so. Yeah, I, you know, I, I always believe. I hate to say it because I mean it is the height of mass consumerism. But you know, Starbucks, Starbucks could have been called anything. And I think what they were selling, I, I, it's, it's, it's more about just what we're making. That's what I'm focused on. And uh, there's a really famous Chris Martin interview where he talks about Coldplay. And he just says, I mean, we're even convinced now it's the worst band name in the world. And I just kind of love that, that like even 20 years down the line, they're still going, why are we called Coldplay? <laughs> and even when I hear people talk about it and, you know, when they say, oh, how's things going to push, baby? I think internally I just giggle because it's like, <laughs> how have I got away with calling my band that? Um, but it's true. I think if you do anything with conviction and if your intentions are right, then no one can really question it. I remember when we first kind of sat down and spoke about it and our management at the time were like, uh, oh, you know, you should, um, you know, the branding should be like babies. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we're, this is, we're off piece here. Like, that, <laughs> our intention was never to make the word push and baby be, you know, visceral, if you will. It was, it was more just phonetically they sounded great. And, um, but yeah, no, we, I, I mean, I personally, I am utterly in love with the band name Push Baby. But I think now it's more about just getting out what I see in my head for people to fully come on board. Well, I, I want to hear about that writing too, especially how it's changed. But, you know, listening to the old stuff and, and, and doing, you know, pro, uh, some possible unfair comparison everything, but injecting art into pop is not the always the easiest thing for an artist to do. 
but those are the songs that seem to live. You know, the 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 yeah. more generic stuff. You know, it kind of plays for the era, and then it, it seems to be something that. But but it's the weird songs that kind of go forward, and that's that's what I hear in a lot of this stuff. What has been the process of relearning to figure out how to write in in this way? Oh, thank, mate, that's really sweet. Thank you so much for um, saying that. Yeah, it, I mean, it was never really the intention. My intention is never, oh, let's go left for the sake of going left. Um, it's more just trusting the sounds that kind of keep you awake at night and trusting, again, just totally trusting your instinct and kind of being, you know, it, I, I think it's it's the fear of looking foolish and, and, and still just going through it anyway. But the process itself, yeah, has, has just... It's totally been that. E- each song on, on Woe is, is the process for each individual. I'm going to say each part on the song was some was hellish, some were incredibly easy, some wrote themselves. And again, it's just the process. And, and, and I, I hate to sound cliche, but just trusting that it's going to get to where you hand it in and you're proud and you're happy with what you handed in and you're on to the next one. Um, it's funny, I, ha- I haven't even had time to really sit and process, whoa, I haven't really looked at numbers. I haven't, you know, it, it, for me right now, I'm focused on in 18 months, you know, where can I get this band in 18 months? Right. What do I have to do? And all I have to do is sit in that studio and create and create and create and create and just get better. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's the process right now. And that was the process for whoa. And, and we kind of got to the end of something and was like, wait, should we just put this out? And uh, we did, and, and I'm happy we did. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, in terms of the process, no, I, I, it's never. Um, I, I definitely don't think we're that left-leaning band that I aspire to be right now. But I think what we're making right now, hopefully, will we'll kind of cut through the noise a bit. Well, and you can hear it. You can hear it in you know the lead-off track with Cali Superbloom. I mean, which is such a cool-sounding song. But I'm also, you know, hearing what you're singing about, too, because there's definite big subjects happening here. I mean, you hit Thor. You've talked about that hitting on the toxic masculinity subject, right? Absolutely. Um, oh, and can I just say, by the way, just Cali Superbloom really quickly. It sounds horrendous. <laughs> uh, I, it, we, we, I just didn't have the resources to, like, to make it what I wanted in my head. And, and I, I soon learned that restrictions breed creativity. So it's like... Okay, if I if I want a choir, how can I make a choir? So I kind of had to like double the, all the vocals. I had my mum singing, I had my brother singing, all these different voices. So lovely that you mentioned Cali Superbloom because because we listen to it now and be like, wow, this does not like frequencies are all over the place. I guess that's the beauty of it. But uh, in terms of Thor, yeah, I mean toxic masculinity. I, I, I never kind of sit down and go, I need to I need to be current and I need to use my voice now. Because then I think your intention's wrong. It's, it's, I think if you can land on something that you feel strongly about and can kind of connect the two without consciously thinking about it, I think it works. And I think when we sat down and did the visual, that's when it kind of hit home what the song's about and what I want it to be through my performance. And it's something that I, I do feel strongly about, if, I, if I'm being honest. I think first and foremost, obviously, I'm white and I'm male. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm straight, and I come from a, a very northern background uh, in the in the United Kingdom, uh, and and further north, I think it's there is it, there is damaging uh, uh, toxic masculinity in the sense of you were very much put in a bracket. I liked wearing colour. I, I I still do like wearing colour, but if if I walk around or you know if if one day that I choose to paint my nails or or wear different coloured socks or whatever, you know, someone's always going to kind of question like. 
why aren't you watching football and drinking beer and, and shouting profanity? And it can sometimes sometimes make you feel like a bit of an outsider, I guess, as a male, and, and sometimes can make you think incredibly introspectively. And but yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely there. I think the theme is there in the song. If you dig a little under the surface, on the surface, it's a beautiful pop song. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I think that's always the best trick. I mean, uh, again, I, I can relate to that. I, I'm here in you know the South in America, where that's rampant. Yeah. You know that that kind of culture. Uh, I, I'm lucky to live in, yeah. a, in a in a town like Louisville, which is a bit more progressive than than what you know the state is mostly known for. But it's I think it's important that you are singing about that stuff because, you know, however you categorize this to, to whatever audience that you're singing to, if it's a pop audience or a rock audience, it, it doesn't matter. But the, I think the fact, like, I'm always a fan when an artist says this is important, whether you meant to or not, you know. But but to, but to say this is important. Yeah. And and to put that in the conversation, I, I do think that is that that is important. Absolutely, and you know, I, I made it my. I also made it very clear to to everyone of just like guys, we have to make sure that we're not. I'm not doing a Lizzo here, as in like I'm not. This isn't about because just in the best way possible. It's because I've I've never felt you know in, in society. I, I've never felt uh, oppressed. I've never felt whatever. It's just this is just a slight theme that runs maybe through this song, but I. I don't want to shout about it because, yeah, I'm incredibly privileged. Well, I, I'll move on to one other song, too, because, uh, you know, naming it the 1975, well, that's that's low-hanging fruit right there. That's what that is. So it's a song. Yeah. It, it's not about the band. It, the band is mentioned in such a cool way in there. But I thought, you know what, just because that's a band that sort of has a similar trajectory to what I feel like you're doing right now. It's different genres. It's this, it's that. Don't put us in a box, you know, that whole thing. And wondering if there was a connection to there beyond just the lyrics. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that that you mentioned that. Um, they're, they're a band that they, well, they live very locally to us up in Manchester. Well, they, well, they did. I mean, I don't know where they are now. I think they're in Los Angeles or London or whatnot. But yeah, I, I mean, just, just their whole ethos from, I remember when we were kind of milling around in Rixton and, and, and just, just seeing what they were doing. And it, it was just so effortless for that, especially for, for Matty Healy. It's so, he's just always done what he's wanted to do and it's worked. And I could talk to you for, for days about, about my love for this band. I think it, for me, it goes beyond music. I think what they're doing is it's just it, to see where they come from and it's just truly exceptional and, and it was kind of just a slight homage to them i guess i didn't want to put their actual i didn't want to title it the actual band name mm-hmm. because i thought I, I didn't want people landing on it to make it look like it was a marketing move or to make it look like it was a uh you know stealing fans and, and and we even spoke about like i was like i do not want to tag them on social media i don't want to you know i don't want I, I, if anything i don't want them to see it it was more just for me personally just mentioning them and also it's based on a true story about how uh, a, a girl that i was seeing how she just mentioned how much she loved the 1975 more than my band and it was i was just like i have to write about that <laughs> i have to write about that so yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely that you mentioned the trajectory as well, um, because you know I, I I do look at them and and when they released their first body of work, you know that didn't even enter the charts charts for like two years I think I think they just went and they they grinded and just kept making music and they were they were very current but they they were I think it's just authenticity that's all that I'm yearning for constantly is um authenticity for sure. 
so yeah, I, I, I'm the biggest fan of the 1975. I think sometimes I have to be careful not to, because you create what you consume. So if I listen to them so much, I will just go away and try and make the 1975 record and it will sound horrendous. <laughs> so I also have to just to kind of stay true to myself. I'm really happy that you're doing that because so far it has came out great. Uh, and, and again, I'll, I'll close up with another compliment to this EP. Uh, it, it's it's one of the nicest surprises that I've heard this year. You know, it kind of came out of left field for me, and, uh, and it's been so much fun to listen to. Uh, mate, thank you so, 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 so much. I mean, thank you for caring. No, If I'm being deadly honest, no one really gives a shit right now, and it feels awesome that the ones that, are, that do care, they sincerely care, and um, that means the world to me and the guys so thank you so much for that man i really appreciate it no problem jake i look forward to hearing what comes next and uh, and thanks for taking the time to talk to me today man thank you so much take care man i'll speak to you soon all right you too bye take care man. bye big thanks jake from push baby the new ep the debut ep is called whoa and it's out now and a big thanks to you, too, for joining me on this episode. Uh, before you get out of here, if you're a subscriber already, leave a review, give the series a rating. And if you're not, hit that subscription button right now. You can do it wherever you get your podcast from, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podchaser, Stitcher, any of those. Just type in Kyle Meredith with and hit that subscribe. After that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of new song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and interviews. That's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter, at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.